Hello and welcome to this week's edition of BPM Pod, the podcast where we get behind people's music. Welcome along to this episode. It's going to be quite a quick one today because I don't want to keep you too long. Because if you're listening to this at time of release, it's the end of 2019. And if you're not listening to this at time of release and you're listening to it in the future, then, well, you really need to dig back to more interesting things. And if you're listening to it in the past, well, 2019 happened. Um, And I can tell you it happened because I was there. But this is the end of 2019 and what a year it has been on BPM Pod. We've interviewed up to something like 29 guests. This is episode 30. We've done album reviews. We've heard some acoustic renditions of some really, really fantastic songs. We released the first compilation album of those songs. And it's just been a great year. Had a really, really lovely time doing this podcast. And it's taught me a lot about music and introduced me to some absolutely incredible people. 2020, there will be more of this to come. We already have a few episodes lined up, uh, including with a guy from New York, a guy called David Adams, who is behind the Acoustic Guitar Project, and that will be coming in the new year. We also have Forest Island. I really haven't caught up with them in a while, and their episode was recorded quite a while ago, but that will be released in the new year. And a good friend of mine and a very, very good musician, open mic host and what have you, a guy called Lucas Castillo, will be here in the new year as well. We'll also be going to Sweden to talk to a few of my musical contacts there and getting behind uh, their songs and their way of thinking and how they write songs and what they are doing today. And we'll also be pairing up with another podcast in the new year for a couple of special episodes. So stay tuned for that. To round off 2019, then what better than to just do a quick catch up with some of our previous guests? So that's what I did. Went to a gig the other week with Vinehart Music and spoke to Chris Vinehart from then, exactly a year after he first appeared on the podcast. He was the first guest. And we catch up with him about what's happened in the year. Then there's another band that I love on here and they've become very good friends of mine, and that is Molly's Peck. Julia and Guy from Molly's Peck. I catch up with Julia to ask what she's been up to over the year and what their musical plans are for next year. And about a gig that they may or may not have already hosted. I mean, I know they have. Because yours truly was the support. So, in a complete turnaround of things, we end the episode with me being interviewed by Chris Vinehart about a year in review at the podcast. The album reviews are online. The Pulse album reviews are online for November, including releases from ELO, Westlife, and some others. Please go and check that out. I do not hold back on the Westlife album, let's put it that way, and uh, give them a look at on there because they're just some good music in there and it's really good to keep up to date with the latest releases, so you can go and do that. But in the meantime, here is what happened when I went and spoke to Chris after his gig at a really, really good venue in Berlin and uh, he was super pumped, I was really pumped and we had a great night. I remember 
Mr. Chris Meinhardt. Hello, Ash. You have just played. How does it feel to get off the stage? That's like a really good question for most musicians. Like, what is your first sort of feeling when you get off? Holy crap, I'm sweaty. <laughs> it's almost every time. But no, it feels good. Like, I, I, I love the adrenaline rush. That's cool, because our shows are quite energetic, I think. So, yeah, I'm almost like pumped and, oh God, I could play even more, a half hour more. So that would be cool, but yeah. And holy shit, I'm sweaty. Yeah, <laughs> and holy shit, you're sweaty. It comes with um, it. So it was a year ago I spoke to you, although by the time this goes out, just over a year. But what have you been up to since then? Because I remember when we spoke, you were sort of teaching and still playing music and things, but it wasn't sort of taking off so much. And then I checked you out, and I was like, fuck me, this guy's got a lot of likes, he's doing gigs and things. So what has happened in the year? Well, we, um, I said at the end of the interview, I said like the album's coming and it did come. Yeah. We produced it ourselves in our rehearsal room and then did all kinds of magic fuckery with it, uh, with plugins, so that <laughs> may sound better. Um, yeah, we produced an album. It was like kind of a dream of mine to, to, to make an album all by myself, all with my band. No, no studio, no producer guy, just just like rehearsal room feeling and we did that and it was cool we had like this uh, the great uh, great artist who drew a cover for us and everything and the cover even has easter eggs pointing towards the last release so uh, i love <laughs> that's that well thought out still teaching uh students of all ages like we're, we're we try to improve our recordings and and we're planning on just getting away from the whole pretty much backwards album release every two years because that shit doesn't pull anyone anymore sadly because i'm an album listener i, I love to listen to a whole same, album same. You know, yeah. just chill out for 45 minutes and enjoy the whole experience yeah. but so we're thinking about doing maybe some singles along the way we need to put in music put a music video out we never did that the struggle dude it's a struggle but what like what's your ambition because you were the first person i interviewed yeah. like properly i did a sort of shitty introduction episode but you were the first person I actually had on there so like your ambition a year ago was just play more shows which is just what you said but what's your sort of you know vision from now yeah. if I could if I had the like the cash and the, and the space and everything I'd love to have like a big rehearsal room studio thing and we're trying to achieve that saving money here and there and everything so that we can like work completely on our own and, and, and mix other bands I, I would love that I would love to, to produce more because that's, that's so much fun and it's so interesting to hear other people's music and to get into their music. Also help other people out. And I think that comes from the whole teaching aspect to show people what we can achieve with, with music, with your music, especially with your talents. Well, it might be embarrassing for you, I don't know, but your mum turned up for this gig, right? And you yeah. said she turns up for every gig. Yeah, she does. Almost every gig, whenever it's possible for, for her. My whole family shows up for almost every gig. Uh, even my grandma shows sometimes oh, that's up. That's incredible. Like, most people say that like it's some sort of embarrassment. You know, like, oh, my mom does this. But but you seem, like, genuinely happy about it. Like, yeah, it's, it's cool. Especially because nobody else has this kind of uh, fortune, I, I guess. Like... Why, why would I be ashamed of it? I, I, I never had the thing like when I was in puberty where oh my god my parents suck or anything. Well, of course I had my moments but they were never they never embarrassed me. They're cool people. 
like I mentioned in the interview from from a year ago, my mom raised me on Phil Collins in Genesis, yeah, so yeah. I should be pretty thankful for that. Um, yeah. It's cool. It's cool. She enjoys the music. Like, even if I, I wouldn't be her son, I think she, she wouldn't. <laughs> she wouldn't. Because she was fucking killing it. She was not like standing around like, oh, this is my son. I'm just here kind of thing. Yeah. Like she was properly sort of grooving with it. She 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 really loves the music, and of course she's always because we're we're. Um, writing English uh, lyrics, you know, what, what are you saying? And that's the part where I'm embarrassed for myself because I think my lyrics suck. So I'm like, you wouldn't get it, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the ring to my magnum opus. And the latest release is out now, right? Yeah, we released a song on this day, the 8th of November 2019. We collaborated with a wrestling newcomer fighter who's called Chris Opus. And uh, I wrote a theme song for him. So whenever he enters the ring, uh, his new theme song is playing, Magnum Opus, it's called. It's on YouTube and Spotify and everywhere. And people really enjoy it. We had mentions on Instagram and everything like, holy shit, Chris's new theme is amazing. Who wrote that shit? So, yeah, that's pretty cool. And I hope that's like the whole thing with collaborations. I want to do more of that because that's so weird. Like, who writes a song for a freaking wrestling newcomer? Yeah, so, exactly. More of that, <laughs> please. Yeah, definitely. Chris, otherwise, thank you very much. Thank nice you. catching up. Yeah, it's you. it's weird. It's been a year. Yeah. another catch-up with another band, Molly's Peck. They were one of the earliest guests on the podcast. Um, you can tell when you listen back to the episode that I perhaps wasn't ready for everything and the equipment wasn't perhaps set up correctly and whatnot, but they did a fantastic interview and a really, really good acoustic rendition of one of their songs, which is now out, full, full studio version, which you can hear in the background of this interview. I spoke to them after they'd performed a gig in Berlin at Music and Freedom, where I also played as support. And I caught up with them after that about what's been going on over the past year, uh, what their ambitions are with music in the coming year. And they've been traveling quite a lot. So what have they been up to, really? Well, I caught up with them about what they've learned and where they've been. Um, yeah, what we've been up to in the last year, um, we were recording a lot. So we were recording in different places um, all over the world. So basically in the places that we lived in and also, yeah, at places where we're actually from. So of course we recorded in Germany, here in Berlin. Um, we also recorded in LA where everything started for us. So it was great to, you know, be back there record with our former mentor and our friends. And then we also had the chance to go to Brazil um, and record with friends over there as well. We also had the honor to record with a wonderful Brazilian artist. Uh, her name is Izzy Gordon. So that was pretty exciting. 
and um, yeah we're probably gonna record a couple more singles and then we will put all of this into an album next year um, and yeah we're super excited for it already Yeah, and what's next? Um, actually, in three days, we're playing here in Berlin uh, with you, Ash. <laughs> it's gonna be a wonderful show. Uh, we're super excited. We hope you are as well. Um, and yeah, we're just gonna book more dates. Um, so as I said, the dates will be up on the website soon. And uh, besides that, yeah, record more songs, uh, release more music. Yeah, and since this whole album um, will be based on our story, um, that's also why we, we were recording in different places and, you know, get inspired. Yeah, it was, of course, a great learning process because before we recorded everything at once, kind of, we released it as a debut album and now we could spend a lot more time on each single, which is great. And uh, we actually enjoyed this a lot. What else? What did we learn? Yeah, of course, we learned that you need a lot of patience. Uh, patience is always key and you need to find the right people to work with. And uh, we are lucky to have built like a wonderful team around us. So um, I think that's always the best to get inspired and uh, to keep moving. And then this happened. As you heard, I supported Molly's Peck at a gig and uh, had a really, really great time. And I'll release that soon. And Chris was in attendance at the gig, the guy you heard first. And he asked, well, why can't you be the guest? As it's a special end of year episode, maybe people want to hear from you about music and your songwriting process and your life. And I'm a little bit against it. I think it feels a little bit egotistical. But I did it. Chris was a great interviewer for his very first time in his second language. And I gave some answers. And here is what happened when we met after the gig I played. So hey everybody, this is Chris Weinhardt. I'm here with Ash, your lovely host from BPM Pod. And I just, dare I say, witnessed a show of yours, which was super cool, very emotional. And I like that because you always talk shit about yourself. How <laughs> <laughs> your songs are always... This is so weird. Like, I should be hosted. <laughs> but come on. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> um, like, you always say your, your songs are like super sad and super emotional. But I don't think so. I think they're... Well, maybe the right word is nostalgic, I think. Because from what I gathered, they always refer back to, to easier times and to like more, like very emotional times. Yeah. What, yeah. Yeah, what do you have to say about that? There we go, that was a long question. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you're, you're learning, it's good. Um, yeah, I would say so. I don't, I don't know if nostalgic is maybe the right word, but like, yeah, this kind of reminiscent, like bittersweet, reflective 
kind of thing because not everything I sing about I want to go back to Jesus Christ but um, ex-girlfriends being one of them but <laughs> it's uh, my wife listens I have to say this um, but no um, yeah I'd say definitely very reflective and yeah a little bit on the sad side but I don't know it's hard to write a happy song right I don't know is <laughs> yes, it? it is yeah, yeah but you write happy stuff so no I don't I try to but it so you doesn't turn any background on you so you've, <laughs> no. fa- you've fallen for it already okay so shut up okay <laughs> This is my moment, not yours. <laughs> well, actually, it is. Okay, so uh, we uh, we could see you play guitar as well as piano, and you told me that you play piano, but you didn't tell me that you're super good at playing piano. Sorry if my English is weird. I'm, I'm super super nervous about my uh, new role as a host. <laughs> so, how long have you been playing piano? Uh, one of my thirty now. So, I've been, well, let's put it this way, because this will just date, right? So. Um, I've been playing this since I was five, so since 1994. And which instrument do you prefer? If you had to choose, guitar or piano? Piano. I, I think guitar's more fun to play, especially once you wire it up to some pedals and shit, but I, yeah, I have more fun playing guitar, I must admit. I just think it looks better and sounds kind of cool. And you, rock and roll, right? Yeah, it is rock and roll, and you don't, no offense to a lot of guitarists, but like as long as you can play chords, you don't really have to be much better than that to right. kind of look cool. <laughs> right. So I actually prefer playing guitar, but I don't know, if I could play one forever, it'd be piano. Actually, my favorite musician, Jackson Brown, he was like, if you could play, he's taking a smoke midway through, this is amazing, like hands-free, your friend passed it to you, that was great, that was amazing. You're a proper roadie here. This is great. No, I'm good. But um, no, my favorite artist, Jackson Brown, he was saying once that um, like guitar is better to play, but piano is better to study. And I agree, actually. Did you play a song of his? No, yeah. I didn't. No, not at all. But you played. Normally do. You played some covers, right? A couple. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Springsteen was in there. Bruce Springsteen. And Lionel the first Richie. one, Lionel Richie, because we were thinking about, and, and my drummer is w- here with me too, and he was like, "Man, I know that song, but I know it from like a '90s rock ballad." So, did you play a cover of a cover, the no. Lionel Richie one? No, I definitely didn't. But I played a cover of an original. But I've like really put it into yeah a pop rock kind of feel because originally it's this kind of ballad soul kind of song so yeah I tried to make it really Jackson Brown-ish I guess but yeah but uh, yeah Springsteen's the other one but you can't go wrong with Springsteen right so have you been to Bruce Springsteen concerts no I haven't the only one I haven't been to who I would pay any money to go to like all of my musical idols I've seen but Springsteen is not one of them so. is he still touring Next year he is. But this year, if you're listening to this now, when it comes out, I'm editing. Now you've really <laughs> fucked with my editing schedule and everything. I'm like, what am I doing? Um, yeah, no, he should be touring. But I think he'll be on a farewell tour soon. But no, I would love to see him, actually. So uh, your last song was about major changes coming up in your life. And it had a funny name thing going on. Oh, uh, the, the naming of the song uh, went from... We're just going to call it something different now. Because it went from like... The arrival. Did I really... you come. <laughs> Not like that, but everyone thought I meant here. Like here, you know, that's not what I meant. So now we're just going to call it Arrival. Yeah, it's about babies. Okay, so would you like to talk about that? Or is that... <laughs> so we're having a baby. I mean, that's really it. Like, baby BPM. I don't know what, like, we can... Maybe we can link it in somehow to the title. Baby P... Baby Baby P me. That's a really bad thing in the UK. I'll explain later. Don't worry about that. But, yeah, we're having a baby. And so I wrote a song about that. Just about... And when it's due? April. April. End of April. So yeah, so I was just writing this song about yeah, being nervous about that and um, yeah, just, you know, how I'm already thinking about it and don't know what to really teach it or show it or tell it, but here it fucking comes. Like, I'm ready for it and I'm here for it. <laughs>
So, so you think uh, it'll going to be a musician or an artist? Uh, I don't. Or do you do you care if it? I don't care. He or she will make music. I don't care if they make it, or if they necessarily like play anything or write or sing or anything. But I was saying to my wife that it should appreciate it at least. I think music is probably the only thing that properly takes you out of yourself. Like regardless of what the fuck music it is you like, it's this really like magic, I guess, right? You just go into this kind of area that's completely different to anything Making else. the passing of time more beautiful. Yeah, there we go. And um, yeah, I just wish they could appreciate that feeling, I guess, more than anything. But no, I mean, if they play, great. But if not, whatever. But I'm already playing like vinyls in the house quite loud so it can hear and stuff like that. It's going to be a proper snob, right? Oh, I, sorry, I only listen to vinyls. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to make it a musical rock vinyl snob. Like, that's what I'm planning to do. So, yeah. No digital plugins, sorry. No, 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 nothing. <laughs> Final words for your, for your listeners coming from a musician, not from a host. What, what, are, your, what are your plans for the future, your, your, your musical plans? What would you like to be on stage with a proper band, like backup, uh, like a drummer and everything, or would you like to stay solo? Hmm. So no immediate plans, in the sense that I mean, this is the only live date I've done this year. So there's some like exclusivity around it, I guess. But um, I would like to be in a band, definitely. I miss just sort of getting in that groove and the jam you do with people like you just know when it's gone well I don't know and I miss that kind of feeling where you're just like could be a two three chord song that's really mm. simple but there's just some sort of groove to it that's yeah. good I really miss that just a connection right yeah I really miss that but it would have to be probably like soft rock to you know 70s, 80s kind of rock kind that's of stuff. cool that's cool but I'm fine with that all the way to glam rock I'm fine with that as well that's not an issue but um, let's get the spandex bro <laughs> yeah. no I don't mind that that'd be absolutely fine I'd love to play some white snake and shit that would be brilliant <laughs> I'd love that but um, yeah. or REO Speedwagon or something but no I don't know maybe play in a band a bit more but I mean this kid has kind of taken priorities so let's see what happens with that but I'll still be playing solo here and there still be doing this podcast even though you told me not to say that <laughs> um, still be doing a Dude, few just gigs. stop plugging yourself okay yeah, no, no. <laughs> I still be doing a few corporate gigs I do a few corporate gigs every year um, and stuff like that so but no bands so if anyone wants to do some sort of Tom Petty Bruce Springsteen-ish stuff you know by now that I'm here like fucking hell people listen to the shit every week they know that I'm into that crap like dude Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> on, so weird. on our podcast. On our podcast. It's our, it's our baby now, is it? Yeah. Yes, it is. On my phone. <laughs> yeah. Take care and thank you so much for your time. And it was a great show. Thank you very much. Never see a hard time coming down the road. But now it's here, I'll take it and see just where it goes. God, too much of me on this episode. Way too much of me on this episode this time. But thank you very much for listening and getting to the end. Really, really appreciate your support. You've been fantastic over the past year. And I absolutely hope that you'll be with me into 2020 as well as the podcast keeps going into 2020. This is the last episode of 2019. There will be a break over Christmas and New Year. And I will come back in the spring with some more episodes. Purely just because I'm running out of time. Uh, to edit them before the end of the year but i will be back and we've been pretty reliable at uploading an episode every two weeks so it's time for a small holiday here i think but thank you so much for your support it's been really really overwhelming to 
under, like just to meet different people and to understand the impact I guess that this has has on people um, I get some really nice comments and messages from people the podcast gets publicity organically people know about it people hear about it people want to be on it and yeah sure it's just in Berlin that a lot of that impact happens for now but I'm still very very appreciative for it and if I can keep you on as long as possible that would be absolutely great so um look forward to talking to you more in the future to keep up to date with the podcast you can go to bpmpod.com you can also look for bpm pod on facebook and on instagram where you'll sometimes see a few personal snaps as well and uh, that's the best way to keep up to date you can also sign up to the mailing list on the website but until next time and if you're listening to this in december 2019 when i'm recording it happy new year have a very merry christmas stay lucky And I'll speak to you soon.